Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 79, Afredo and the Devil's Cauldron. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today, I want to thank Savannah. Savannah, you sent me in the idea for Afredo, and you said, Afredo always carries a teddy bear and wears a flash, a flashlight band on his head. I took it and I had him use both of these things in the story. So thank you, Savannah. I chose the Devil's Cauldron because I just thought it sounded pretty adventurous and a little bit dangerous. And it's all the way in Ecuador. That is where we're gonna travel today. But before we go on our trip, I want to thank everybody who's leaving me the messages on SpeakPipe. I'm doing my best to keep up with them, but I know I haven't responded to all of them, but I listen to them all and I love them. So thank you. Keep those coming. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to gooptails.com and you can leave a message on a little recorder that is right there on the side of the site. Just look for that and you can leave me a message. Let's see what else. For those of you who have helped support Gooptails through donating, I want to thank you so much. It really helps get this going. We've got a team now, a little team of people helping me pretty regularly behind the scenes. And one thing the team told me is that I have to start doing more social media. So I just made a video of behind the scenes at Gooptails of where I record. So I'm gonna see if I can get that put up on Instagram and then interact with you much more often on uh, social media. Gooptails is a place where I encourage you to get off the screen, dear listener, and into your imagination because there's so much in this great big wide world of ours that can inspire. It inspires me every day. It can inspire you just to go on an adventure in your head. It can inspire you when you're out on a walk you just see a crazy rock or a tree branch and you just create this whole story, this little fantastical, adventurous world in your head. And that's how I get inspired for Goop Tales is from the natural world around us. And I really, really hope that you do too. As I'm saying this, I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna do more little videos when I'm out in nature because I take my dog Rocco for a walk several times a day and I see all kinds of cool things. And I think I'm gonna bring more of that into my social media so you can see some of the things that give me ideas for Goop Tales. I would love to see what inspires you. If you draw a picture that is inspired by a Goop or by Goop Tales and you put it on um, Instagram or Facebook and tag us, we will put it on our social media so that the rest of the Goopies the Goop Tales fans can see it. Let's see. I think that's all I've got for you before we go on our trip. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. I have a review. We always need to read a review. This one was left. Let's see. I just had it up. Where did you go? Um, Here we go. In December. It is from Amelia. She says, hello, my name is Amelia and I am 10 years old. I love your podcast very much and I have a new Goop. Her name is Space Wanderer. She carries around a telescope and notebook. 
She knows a lot about space. She always writes down any star or planet she sees. She can be a bit bragging, and she will correct anyone who has an incorrect fact about space. One day, she is looking at her telescope and writing new arts and planets down. I think stars and planets um, down. When suddenly she gets sucked into her telescope and lands in the ISS. She has to face some crazy problems along the way. You can make that up. Keep up the amazing work. Okay, thank you, Amelia, for such a lovely review. I need to look up the ISS. I admit, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's a lot that I could learn about space. And Space Wanderer is a pretty original idea. Keep up the imaginative work, and thank you for leaving that review. If you haven't left a review or subscribed on iTunes, just go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews and we show you how, or go to iTunes and subscribe. All right, let's go on a trip to Ecuador, straight to the Devil's Cauldron, and I will see you on the other side. With sweetness, he was overflowing. His heart... He had no fear of showing. Young Afredo almost always put others first. In good manners, he was well-versed. But when it came to anything remotely scary, Afredo was so very, very wary. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a young goop boy with a heart as big as his head, although it was kept neatly and compactly in his chest. Afredo had a heart that was always beaming with kindness towards everyone else. If ever another goop needed a favor, a kind word, or a helping hand, they knew that Afredo would be there. Messalina often invited Afredo over for tea, just so she could take advantage of his kindness. Messalina was so messy that she left a trail of debris or crumbs wherever she went, and she didn't like to clean up after herself. She knew that if she invited Afredo over and asked him for help, cleaning up her messes, she would get a good-natured, Ah, uh, yes. Then there was Yelcom, who loved to send Afredo running up and down hills in order to hear how far Yelcom's voice carried. Afredo always complied. Can you hear me? Yelcom would call out. I can if I stand right here, but if I go to the top of the hill... I can hardly hear a thing, Afredo replied. Yalcom was convinced that he could train his voice to carry for miles, and he needed Afredo's help to measure the sound distance. The only time that the other goops didn't enjoy being around Afredo was if there was anything remotely scary happening. Afredo was known for wearing a tiny headlamp and carrying around a teddy bear. He was afraid of the dark, afraid of loud noises, afraid of heights, afraid of falling, 
afraid of possible poison in his food, and so many other things that the rest of the goops rarely thought of. When Afredo started to get anxious, his fears overtook him, and his breathing became fast and shallow, and he lost focus. No one liked to see Afredo get into an anxious state, especially Afredo. Once, Excitable unwittingly planned a surprise birthday party for Afredo. She had all of his friends hiding inside her darkened living room. When Afredo opened the door to the living room, everyone popped out and said, Surprise! Afredo jumped so high, his headlamp hit the ceiling, and then he screamed. It took several minutes for Excitabelle to calm him down. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to be a surprise for you. I didn't mean to scare you. It could take a while for Afredo to come out of his fear state, but there was always one goop who could snap him out of it instantly. Sarcasta. Sarcasta had a quick wit and a sharp tongue when she wished, and she wasn't afraid to use it. Once, she got lost in the woods with Afredo, and he held up his teddy bear as if it would protect them. That is so helpful. Thank you so much for protecting me with a stuffed bear, said Sarcasta. Rather than irritate him, these kinds of comments usually snapped Afredo out of a scared trance and made him laugh. One freezing cold January morning, Afredo woke up chilly and he instantly felt scared. He was worried that he was going to freeze over and turn into an icicle. His bed was warm and cozy, but when he looked out the window, He could see the chill in the air. I need not to be afraid, he told himself. It's just weather. But he couldn't shake the feeling, so he decided to find a cure for feeling afraid. And that was Sarcasta. Afredo put on his warmest long underwear, then he pulled on his down-quilted snowsuit, and zipped it up. Next came his woolly mittens, his woolly socks, and his snow boots. Finally, he clamped his headlight to his head and grabbed his teddy bear, just in case. Afredo whipped open his front door and faced his fears. The cold swirled around him, as if it wanted to pick him up and carry him off into a far-off land of frozen things. But the cold didn't have that power. Afredo would not let it. He was determined to conquer his fear. He plodded off in the direction of Sarcasta's house, but was surprised to find her already on the sidewalk in front of his house. You're here, he exclaimed in surprise. Really? I'm here? She laughed (laughs) as she looked around 
as if to find herself. Then she asked, Uh, where did you think I would be? I don't know. I just thought that, I don't know, this is very strange, said Afredo, as he felt fear start to creep over his body. Sarcasta could see him growing more and more anxious, and she tried to stop it by joking around. Alfredo, just jump up and down, and your fear will fall right off that snowsuit of yours, said Sarcasta, as she jumped up and down in a pile of snow. Alfredo tried to jump, but now he was paralyzed with fear. He couldn't move. And then Sarcasta watched as a swirl of icy air surrounded him, and he disappeared. Chapter 2 A chilling air swirled around Afredo until he felt himself go numb. He closed his eyes, waiting for the cold to go away, because they were all he could move. Several hours later, Afredo opened his eyes and found himself completely defrosted and lying at the edge of a riverbank in the warm sun. He looked down to see his faithful bear, Alfred, lying beside him. As he stood up and looked around, a shot of adrenaline ran through Afredo. Nothing looked familiar. He was on the edge of a riverbank that was surrounded by lush green jungle. Although there was no immediate threat, Afredo always felt scared when he went somewhere new, and now he had landed in a foreign place with just Alfred for company. He took a few deep breaths and calmed himself. Wherever he was, it was beautiful. He may as well explore since he was here. Come on, Alfred, he whispered as he picked up his bear. In the distance, he saw mountains, and behind him lay the jungle. In front of him was a river. Afredo looked at his choices and pondered which direction to take, river, mountain, or jungle. They all held a chance for mystery, or adventure. But that wasn't what Afredo was looking for. He wanted peace and safety. After a second thought, he decided that the mountain area would be the most peaceful, so he headed straight for it. Afredo had only been walking for a few minutes when he looked up to see a group of four or five strange-looking creatures staring at him. They were standing tall, and one of them was wearing a long, woolly, stringy-looking coat that was blowing in the wind. Afredo froze in his tracks. He wanted peaceful, not strange-looking animals, so he turned and ran towards the river. He clutched Alfred and moved as quickly as he could without glancing back. The animals were alpacas, and the youngest in the group, Loki, broke off from the rest and ran after Afredo. Loki ran as fast as he could 
before any of the other alpacas could stop him. He had never seen such a strange creature before. Loki had lived in the mountains his entire life, and he was determined to have an adventure and find out more about the little teddy bear clutching creature that had run away so quickly. The rest of the alpacas watched Loki run after Afredo and laughed. His mother chuckled and said, always looking for an adventure, that one. Loki was a very fast runner and he caught up with Afredo in less than a minute. Afredo was panting hard and had just reached the riverbank when he turned to come face to face with Loki's foot. Loki was considerably taller than Afredo, which made him even scarier. Stop, please don't hurt me, please, cried out Afredo. Loki cocked his head to the side and looked down at Afredo with a puzzled expression. Why would I hurt you? I just want to play with you. Where are you going? Afredo turned and looked at the river running behind him and then at Loki. He was trapped between the two. You want to play with me? Afredo asked in disbelief. Of course. Is there anything better? Asked Loki. This question gave Alfredo pause. And as he slowed down to think about it, all the fear fell off of him. Loki was right. What was better than playing? Yes, I I do want to play. And so does Alfred, said Afredo as he held up his bear. My, my name is Afredo. I guess you can see why, he said as he looked down. Loki let out a huge smile. I'm Loki. Don't be afraid. I promise not to hurt you. I've lived here in Ecuador my whole life, and I've never met anyone like you. I can show you around and make sure you don't get into trouble, said the alpaca. Afredo could feel fear creeping back over him. Trouble? What? Why would I get into trouble? He asked. Well, if you stick with me, you probably won't. But if you don't know where you're going, you could find yourself in trouble, said Loki. Afredo thought about this for a moment. And then he couldn't help himself. He had to ask. What kind of trouble? He said in a panic. Loki laughed. (laughs) Are you sure you want to know? Afredo hesitated yet again. He didn't really want to know about the possible trouble because it could scare him. But if he didn't know about it, then he would keep wondering about it. It was a conundrum that could never be solved. Afredo looked up at Loki and slowly nodded his head. Okay, then. You asked, warned Loki. It's the devil's cauldron. She can swallow you whole. That is, if she can find you. (laughs) 
Chapter 3 Afredo contorted his face and looked around. Behind him was the river. In front of him was Loki. Who, who is she? The, the devil's cauldron? He asked. Ah, yes. Let me tell you, sighed Loki. She's a spectacular waterfall here in Ecuador. Well, in fact, she has three waterfalls known as Bailon del Diablo. She is the tallest waterfall in the country. She draws an enormous crowd because she's so famous. But you must beware, she is not called the Devil's Cauldron for nothing. There are rocks between the falls. And if you look closely at the rocks, you find the face of a devil. At this mention, Afredo gave a little jolt. He didn't like what he was hearing. Then he frowned and said, How how can a waterfall find me? I have legs and, and I can go where I like and she does not. Loki started to answer him, but decided not to. He decided that if he explained to Afredo that the devil's cauldron could lure him to her, he would probably grow even more afraid. And there was one thing that Loki knew. The more you were afraid of something, the more you drew it to you. So he didn't tell Afredo about the river inlets that could swirl around him and grab him in a second and deliver him straight to the devil's cauldron. Instead, he said, let's play and disappeared into the forest. Afredo ran after him laughing. (laughs) The two of them played hide and seek in the Amazon rainforest, running along the banks of the Pastaza River. The rainforest was wet and lush and plants spilled over it, creating a thick, damp forest floor with beautiful green panels. There were hiding spots everywhere. Afredo became very adept at squeezing into hollowed logs and waiting for Loki to find him. Loki wasn't as tiny or as agile, so it took him some time to locate Afredo, which made Afredo very happy. He felt free and unafraid. He was in a new land with a new friend, and he abandoned all the fears he normally held on to. As the sun began to set, Loki said, We should probably head back soon. I don't have good night vision and I don't want to get lost. Feeling bold after an afternoon of running, jumping, and having fun, Afredo said, Don't worry, look what I have. And he reached up and flicked on his headlamp. Loki was intrigued and took a closer look. I think... I should like to have one of those, he said. See, we can stay longer and I can, I can light the way home, said Afredo with bravado. He was feeling very proud of himself. This plan all seemed so grown up to Loki. He would never stay out late on his own, but he and Afredo made a good team. So he agreed. Okay, let's, let's stay a little bit longer and just... A few more games of hide and seek, he laughed. Afredo jumped up and down in delight. You're it, Afredo called out 
as he disappeared down the riverbank. By this point, Afredo had been adventurous and playing all day long, and he felt exhilarated. He ran down the riverbank and stopped to admire a few dark stones along the way. The stones were smooth and shiny and had a certain gleam in them. Afredo couldn't help himself. He leaned down and picked one up, turning it over to examine it. And then he heard something, a twig breaking in the forest close by. He stopped and listened closely. And then he heard it again, another snapping sound. Yoki, he thought as he looked around for a hiding spot. There were no large logs or trees to hide in or behind. There was only a tiny river inlet, a small, welcoming pool of crystal water. Afredo silently lowered his foot into the water and found it was very shallow, so he lowered his other foot. He was now standing with water up to his ankles. This isn't so bad, he thought. So he took a step forward and his foot lowered into a deep hole of swirling water that caught him up in a whirlpool. Before Afredo could call for help or steady himself, the water took him so quickly that Alfred flew from his hand and the whirlpool carried him in to the quickly darkening Pastaza River. Chapter four. The whirlpool was fast and strong and the harder Afredo fought to be released, the harder the grip the whirlpool had on him. His head bobbed in and out of the water and each time he emerged from the water, he gasped for air. <sighs> Finally, his head was up long enough for him to call out. And then he went under again. It was the devil's cauldron coming for him. Meanwhile, Loki heard his name reverberate from the river shore. Loki! And his ears pricked up. He ran to the shore and saw Alfred laying on the riverbank. Immediately, Loki understood what had happened to Afredo, and he was filled with remorse. Remorse for not warning Afredo about the powers of the Devil's Cauldron. After picking up Alfred, Loki rushed along the banks of the river, heading in the direction of the Devil's Cauldron. He hopped over logs, ran through water, and ducked beneath branches. He had to do something to help Afredo. The river moved faster than Loki, but he was not to be deterred. He knew every shortcut in the jungle. The water raged around Afredo and carried him faster and faster down the river in a whirlpool until there was a sudden shift and Afredo felt himself being carried over to a side pool where he was deposited. There was a sense of calm now for at least a moment. Afredo stood up in the little pool and looked around. He was surrounded by sharp, jagged rocks that formed a little enclave away from the river. It seemed like a safe haven, but it didn't feel like one to Afredo. His fear began to grow and soon crept through his entire body. I, I, 
how to get out of here. He screamed, but there was no one to hear him. Afredo pulled himself up onto the top of one of the rocks. It was dark and slippery, so he clung carefully to the edges. Once he was stable, he was able to see that there was water pouring down around him from every direction. He was right in the middle of the cauldron where all three waterfalls intersected. Above him, a sharp rock was overhanging. Maybe I could climb up and then out, thought Afredo, but he could hardly see anything as the canyon was growing dark. From across the river, he heard Loki's voice. Afredo, be still, Loki called out. Afredo turned towards Loki's voice and squinted his eyes. He could barely make out Loki standing by himself on the riverbank. And then he remembered his flashlight. He reached up and flipped the light on his head and it shot a golden beam across the river that acted as a spotlight for Loki. Just seeing Loki on the other side calmed Afredo down. Listen to me, Afredo. Listen carefully, because there is only one way out of where you are, said Loki calmly. Fear instantly shot back through Afredo's heart. One way? Listen carefully? These words that Loki spoke sounded so ominous. Then Afredo saw that Alfred was resting on Loki's back, and he calmed down again. Alfred always soothed him. Above you is a sharp black rock. You must climb it, and once you are on top, you will come face to face with the devil's rock. You need to stare it down without backing off. You will be tested. You must face your fears, and not back off, called out Loki. For the third time in a matter of minutes, Afredo felt his pulse start to race. But before it could take over, he turned and looked at Loki and Alfred. I I can do this if you will stay with me, called out Afredo. Loki nodded and said, we are here. We are watching you. Just look at us if you need support, but climb up. So Afredo turned his head in the direction of the black rock, and his headlamp shone on the nooks and crannies of the rock. The little cracks where Afredo could slide in his fingers and feet and climb up the rock. And so he climbed up and over the jagged edge of the black rock, lit by his headlamp, until he stood on top. He looked back across the river where Loki and Alfred were watching. Oh, I'm here now? What, what, what do I do? Asked Afredo, trying to hold back the fear in his voice. Walk to the middle and stare down at the devil's face and you will see your fears disappear. This didn't make any sense to Afredo and the last thing he wanted to do was face down this devil he had heard about, but he didn't know any other way out. 
He walked to the middle of the rock and stared down. As he did, his headlamp lit up the rock, and there in the middle was a devil staring right back at him. Afredo jumped so high, he almost fell off the rock and into the falls, but he didn't. He stood right back up and walked over to the devil face again. This time, he looked at it with a beating heart, and he thought of Alfred to calm himself down. Just like that, he felt Alfred in his arms. He looked down, and there he was. Afredo smiled and looked at the devil's face again, very closely this time, and he saw that it was just a series of scratches in the rock. There was, in fact, no devil at all. It had all been in his imagination. As soon as he realized that, Afredo vanished from the rock and was swept back to Goop World. On his return, he immediately set out to find Sarcasta and tell her all about the devil's cauldron. But she was nowhere to be found. She was in the belly of a whale. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that trip to Ecuador and the Devil's Cauldron. You know, as I was writing this story, it kind of, whenever I write stories, they take on a life of their own and they just sort of flow through me. And the theme that came up was the theme of fear, of course, because it's Afredo, which is, was such a good idea, Savannah. So thank you again, because we all have fear. I definitely have fears. And then whenever I face my fears, I realize that they just disappear, that they're all in my head. I really loved that idea as I got further into the story and realizing that all these mysterious, dark-sounding things that had been made up about the devil's cauldron were exactly that. They were just something that lived in people's heads and that when it came right down to it, Afredo was able to look his fears in the face and they melted right in front of him. If you have any fears about anything, I hope you're able to do the same thing because I have found that that is the fastest way to make them go away. Other than that little message, let's see, is there anything else? Just keep writing me. Oh yeah, if you want to get, it is going to be this year in 2021, that we're going to be releasing the hard copy of the first volume of Goop Tales book, which I'm super excited about. It's a lot of work and the behind the scenes is going on right now. But if you want to get on the advanced wait list for that, just go to gooptales.com forward slash book. Before I sign off, I have one more special shout out to May. Sweet little May for leaving me all those wonderful messages I really, really appreciate them. And I love hearing your voice. I just want to say thank you for leaving your sweet messages, May. It means a lot. And you just have the sweetest, sweetest little voice. That is it for today. And I will see you next time in the belly of a whale. Until then, make every day a goop day. <laughs>